Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. The Rose Bowl. The game that inspired the college football bowl season has a long and storied history. The stadium itself is 100 years old, and in celebration of it, Pigskin Dispatch is assembling some of the top historians and authors to share the memories, people, and events that make the granddaddy of them all the special game that it is. Enjoy this Rose Bowl memory from pigskindispatch.com. Hello, my football friends. This is Darren Hayes of PigskinDispatch.com. Welcome once again to the Pigpen, your portal to Rose Bowl history as well as great football history. And we're talking about the Rose Bowl each and every day this month, 40 straight days of Rose Bowl history. Glad you could join us here for another great episode as we are up to the 75th Rose Bowl game. And we're going to talk about three great games in a row, 75th, 76th, 77th, uh, late 1980s, early 1990s. Before we get into that, let's make sure you're aware of our newsletter. You can sign up for the newsletter each and every day from the Pig Pen. That's Pigskin Dispatch. That's Jersey Dispatch. Uh, that's both podcasts for both of those great websites, as well as Orville Mulligan Sports Writer, uh, uh, something that we do jointly co-produce with Oz Davis. We'll tell you each and every episode that's coming out of that and give you some forewarning of what's coming out on posts and podcasts on Sports History Network, as many of the times happen there, too. comes out each and every day, 6.30 a.m., sent to direct into your email inbox totally free you can cancel at any time easy to sign up go to the show notes of this podcast or go to the top of pigskindispatch.com or jerseydispatch.com for the email subscription sign up now for that 75th edition of the rose bowl was played in pasadena on monday january 2nd 1989 as new year's day fell on a sunday rose bowls are not played on sundays from you know going way back in time to help prevent uh, church services being interrupted by the Rose Bowl parade and parishioners uh, you know, being distracted on that day. So out of respect for the, the day and when the holiday falls on, it was played on Monday. And Michigan Wolverines of the Big Ten Conference faced the fifth-ranked USC Trojans of the Pacific Ten Conference. And before the game went underway, fans were treated to the 100th Tournament of Roses Parade, a great uh, milestone achievement there. Now Larry Smith was the head of the Trojans, and he guided his team to a stellar 10-1 record. Their only loss at the end of the season was a 20-7 drubbing by undefeated Notre Dame, who had a really good team that year. Now, Bo Schembechler once again uh, brought his troops from Ann Arbor to play in Pasadena. This game was a tale of two halves. USC dominated play in the first half, fueled by the passing of quarterback Rodney Pete, as well as the running of Aaron Emanuel. USC scored two touchdowns in the second quarter and took a 14-3 lead into the intermission. 
The latter portion of the contest was all Michigan. They used their massive offensive line to pound the USC front into submission as power runner Leroy Horde rambled through bigger and bigger holes as the defense wore down. The Wolverines took a 22-14 late in the fourth quarter, and Pete tried to rally USC to a touchdown and game-tying two-point conversion. However, Michigan's defense was up to the task and forced an interception to squelch the threat. Ford was selected as the MVP of the game in a 22-14 Michigan win. The following year, the 76th Rose Bowl was a rematch of the 75th as Michigan and USC squared off again. The game was played on Monday, January 1st, 1990, and the same coaches returned too, with Larry Smith and Bo Schembechler carrying on in their respective roles on the sidelines. However, this would be Coach Schembechler's last game of the Wolverines, at least on their sideline as a head coach. UM entered the game with a 10-1 ledger, and USC was an 8-2-1 respectable mark for them. And the 1990 Rose Bowl was the first broadcast by ABC Network and their duel calling the game of Bob Greasy and Keith Jackson. Their relatively little scoring to talk about as the defenses were superb for both sides throughout the game. And Southern Cal got on the points of rolling on the board in the first when quarterback Todd Maravich scored on a touchdown with his legs and USC led 10-3 at halftime. Michigan came back to tie the score in the third quarter on an Allen Jefferson two-yard run and J.D. Carlson kick. Well into the fourth quarter, Michigan was faced with a fourth and two at its own 46-yard line. Schembechler, normally conservative, surprisingly sent out a fake punt call to the huddle. The gadget play worked as punter Chris Stapleton scooted 24 yards for an apparent first down. However, there was some yellow laundry on the field. Michigan was caught holding, so it was nullified the play, and on the subsequent series, USC scored the winning touchdown with just over a minute to play on a Ricky Irvin's 14-yard run. The final score was 17-10 Trojans, and Schembechler ended his coaching career with just two bowl victories with multiple attempts, a very poor record he had in bowl games, but he stayed on a bit as the athletic director of school before retiring completely uh, from the sporting life of collegiate football or any sports. Now, the 1991 Rose Bowl was the 77th version of the New Year's Day game, and the 8-3 Iowa Hockeys of Coach Hayden Fry traveled to Pasadena to meet up with the 9-2 Washington Huskies of head coach Don James. The game was filled with offense and scoring, and contrasting the 1990 Rose Bowl game between USC and Michigan. Washington took a commanding lead with 23 points in the second quarter. The Huskies had a sizable 33-7 lead at halftime. The teams traded touchdowns in the third quarter, making the scoreboard read 39-14. But the Hawkeyes took advantage of some early Washington substitutions in the fourth quarter and scored two quick touchdowns to get back into the game. Washington drove for another score themselves to set the score at 46-26. In Iowa, well, they followed up with the game's final score, a touchdown and two-point conversion, bringing the final score to 46-34. Very respectable, very exciting at the end. And it was exciting, but a little bit too much too late. Mario Bailey caught two passes for the Huskies, and D.B. Charles Mincy provided a pick six. Washington quarterback Mark Burnell was selected as the game's most valuable player as a sophomore scored twice on runs and had two passing touchdowns uh, during the contest. Well, that was a great game, but the one in January 2nd, 1992 in Pasadena, but well, it was the 78th Rose Bowl game. 
103,566 spectators witnessed the second-ranked Washington Huskies play the number four Michigan Wolverines, top teams playing in this one. Gary Muller was in place as head coach of Michigan, and he had his team entering the game with a stellar 10-1 record. Don James returned, having his Huskies undefeated at 11-0 and looking pretty good in the season as well. The scoring was sparse in the first half as Washington quarterback Billy Joe Hobart had scored on a two-yard run while Wolverine quarterback Elvis Gerback found his receiver Smith on a nine-yard passing strike. Two Washington field goals put Don James' team up 13-7 at the half, but it was all Huskies in the second half. Mark Bruner caught a five-yard touchdown pass from Hobart in the third quarter, followed by a two-point conversion of Aaron Pierce's scoring catch from a Hobart pass to put Washington up 21-7. The touchdowns continued for Washington as Pierce had a two-yard touchdown reception from Hobart and Mario Bailey with a 38-yard pass from Mark Burnell later in the quarter. Two great quarterbacks for Washington there that were really battering up between Billy Joe Hobart and Mark Burnell. Michigan cut in the lead late on a Tyrone Wheatley 53-yard touchdown run. Washington held on for the 34-14 victory, and two Huskies were celebrated for their fine play in the game. Defensive tackle Steve Entman and quarterback Billy Joe Hobart were named the players of the game that year, and the undefeated Washington Huskies were named the national champions by the coaches' poll after being left at number two in the AP writers' poll behind the University of Miami. And that is some great Rose Bowl history. Uh, Four great Rose Bowls there in the late 80s, early 90s. And we're glad that you can join us here in the celebration of Rose Bowl history as the Rose Bowl turns 100 years old in January of 2023. So I hope you join us for all these great episodes. If you miss any, go back to your favorite podcast provider. Type in Pigskin Dispatch and uh, look them up and and play some of these great uh, Rose Bowl victories. We have a lot of guest historians coming on during this series and uh, hope that you'll join us for some more as we get closer as we cover all 108 Rose Bowl games. So till tomorrow, everybody, have a great Gridiron Day. That's all the football history we have today, folks. Join us back tomorrow for more of your football history. We invite you to check out our website, pigskindispatch.com, not only to see the daily football history, but to experience positive football with our many articles on the good people of the game, as well as our own football comic strip, Cleet Marks Comics. Pigskindispatch.com is also on social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel to get all of your positive football news and history. Special thanks to the talents of Mike and Gene Monroe, as well as Jason Neff for letting us use their music during our podcast. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, football fans. This is Ross, the host of the Pigskin Tales podcast. I just need a few moments of your time to talk about the host of the Pigskin Dispatch podcast, Darren Hayes. He's expanded the pig pen to search out information on the history of all team sports. It's a quest to find out about the competitors, teams, and places chronicled throughout athletic history through the uniforms and gear the participants used and wore. And he is taking you, the listener, with him on this educational journey to preserve sports history on the Sports Jersey Dispatch, found here on the Sports History Network. His newest podcast, 
called Jersey Dispatch is all based on the jerseys that all the greats used to wear. You can find Darren Hayes and the Pigskin Dispatch podcast as well as Jersey Dispatch on your favorite podcast provider multiple times each week. So remember that, Darren Hayes, the host of the Pigskin Dispatch and Jersey Dispatch podcasts. It's found right here on the Sports History Network. 